This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. Hey, listen, uh, as, uh, as promised, uh, the world's most um, ebullient and, um, shall we say, well-spoken wrong guy is uh, Max Christofferson. Good morning, Max. How are you, mate? Good morning, Mr. Bunting. Thank you for such a warm greeting. <laughs> Mate, hey, look, first of all, large uh, large compliments on your article on the um, the Bella Vista development over there, the human side of it. Everyone sees, oh dear, oh dear, terrible building. Everyone's locked out. Oh dear, how sad, never mind. But you talked about the human face of that, and I thought that was really well done, really well written. Yeah, look, thanks for that. And, and the reason why it was written is, is because I've been through a similar situation with a leaky home that we have here at the Mount. And uh, came as a great shock to us because we went through all the usual checks and balances you would use before you purchase a house. And about three or four years after we uh, signed on the dotted line, uh, we discovered the house was a landfill. We were advised mm. to demolish it and to start over again. And the long and short of it is that it cost us $330,000 oh. to repair this house. Oh. And for those folks who haven't seen the Bella Vista column or know what's happening here in Tauranga, some folks bought into a brand new subdivision, brand new houses built from the ground up and a uh, cyclone was coming and city council came to them and evicted them all saying the ground isn't safe, the houses aren't safe, it's, it's likely that you may end up in, a, in a, a very serious and potentially fatal situation. Now they have been locked out since I think March 19th and it's now almost June and these folks have had to find accommodation somehow, somewhere with kids and pets and some weren't even allowed back in to get their work tools or their medication. Yeah, that's a shocker. So, that's a shocker. Yeah, so the reason behind the column was to say, folks, if you're buying these new subdivisions in and around the Waikato, in and around Hamilton, be warned that the checks and balances that I relied on for my house and folks at Bella Vista relied on for their house, these houses had code of compliance certificates, so council had signed off on them, mm. and yet they were evicted in a very short time. So it's a cursory warning. Be very, very careful about the purchases you're going to make. Check who the developers are. Check exactly what you're signing on for, because you may find in a very short time that you've lost a lot. That's a, what in yeah. part happened to me, and that's in part what's going on at Bella Vista. It's a, it's a sad thing when the bureaucratic bunkers are actually built better than the houses. I mean, you know, everyone will be dodging blame and, and, and running around trying not to get caught, basically, in there, because there will be people crapping themselves in there, if I may say so. Well, they, they will be. I mean, these weren't cheap uh, purchases either. Uh, but when you did some of the background checks on the developer, you'd been inside in China for manslaughter for five years. Oh. If you went to the company's office, there were four pages of other companies he was involved with. And I think the most telling part and the most concerning part is the uh, people that were involved in the council uh, sign-off procedure for inspections signed off on these buildings, which if you're a homeowner, you would think, hey, fantastic, my mm. house mm. has a code of compliance certificate, we're in the clear, it's safe. Well, it wasn't worth the paper was written on. Oh. And worse was that one of the people that was signing off on behalf of council bought into the subdivision for $80,000 less than everyone else did. So there were vacancies announced shortly afterwards for those particular positions at council. <laughs> yeah, the funny chief executive, <laughs> Yeah, funny that one. Yeah. Uh, and the chief executive is no longer the chief executive. And right. uh, there are downstream consequences for it. But wow. as I say, the reason for the column is, please, folks, if you're buying into these new subdivisions, do your due diligence. Make yeah. sure that you understand that if it all turns to custard that you're protected, because these folks over here have lost their lives. They have they've lost 
given $800,000 and now it's over to ratepayers, it would seem, to pick up the tab for the outright incompetence of the Tauranga City Council in this debacle. Yeah, now so don't, it's a don't, warning. Don't get Max wrong, by the way. There are decent developers out there who really do care. But um, well, tell you what, Max, in these, uh, this enormously long submission round we had last week, you know, we were pulling these 12-hour shifts and li- li- you know, listening to these submissions from people and trying to pay really good due attention to everybody, every one of them. One guy stuck out in my mind and he said, you know what? The very nature of what we're doing is flawed because developers build great houses, but they don't build great cities. And that's our job as, as, as councils, to, to have those checks and balances in place, to have the things being built in the right area, to say no at the right time as well. And it strikes me, with a growth at all cost mentality sometimes, we just say yes for the sake of saying yes. If you look back and, and actually examine what happened with the leaky homes uh, scenario, which I have lived, what you will find is that the same climate existed then as exists now. And you're quite right to point out this build uh, at all costs and build fast and meet demand. Mm. People have got easy money. And if you look at what history tells us, we are sitting right now in front of a real potential disaster. The Waikato Times, I think, led yesterday with it, saying this thing could be nationwide, this Bella Vista scenario, where people at council and elsewhere were basically taking... um, signatures on pieces of paper that actually meant nothing and it did mean in the end that the requirements of the code were not being met at all mm. and so there are shortcuts being taken because there's paste on to build these uh, houses and i think there is a, there's a telling point mark you just made which is there's a time to say no mm. and that is one of the toughest things to do so that to me is where this whole Bella Vista thing now sits, is these folks are now homeless, they've lost their money, insurance companies of course don't care, yeah. uh, council is trying to run for cover before they found out that basically this was an inside job and should never have occurred, wow. and it means that the homeowner is the one that loses everything. Yeah. The builder, <coughs> excuse me, the, the developer uh, filed for bankruptcy, and so he will start another company under another name, so uh, there'll be another page of a company uh, in the company's uh, office. Uh, and so it starts over. So, yeah, we rely on councils to do that work. Can I say, I watched the uh, on the stream online of the council submissions, and my heart goes out to the council team who were there, the councillors and others. It was a long, long day. Watching it, even from my end, was hard work, and, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate what long days they were. I want to make this point, though. Every developer I saw that came in to make their submissions appeared to have an attitude that said, you guys, that is the council, owes them a living. And I'm really concerned that there needs to be, at some point, the council standing up saying, actually, you know what? No, we don't. If you want to make this amount of money from these subdivisions and these developments, go for your life. But it's not over to us to subsidise your business interests. Mm, well, and that to, I, that, to me, is one of the things that I made as an observation just watching last week. Yeah, I have to be... I, I probably can't comment on that one. I, you know, I'd, uh, I'd like to, but I can't at this stage um, because, you know, there's some, some pretty serious stuff going on at the moment, so I'm not going to go... But I'll tell you what I am going to move to, and that is at least there was the royal wedding. Wasn't that the beautiful thing? Wasn't that the greatest <laughs> thing in the world? <laughs> It was. It was. It was so much fun, Mark. Tell me more. What did you see and what did you like? Oh, look! I, I love the fact that um, you know. I love the fact that England actually let the guard down and just said, you know what, we're going to enjoy ourselves. And there was a, 
There was a really interesting, I don't know if you saw the report yesterday, it was floating around social media, I think it was one of the uh, American um, papers said, they do royal weddings, we do um, children's funerals. Did you see that flying yes, around? Yes, I did. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> yes, it was jarring. And, it, you know, it took me back to um, when William and Kate got married, which was a beautiful time. And for, for a little while, we close, our, we close our minds and just go into this little spell of lovely you know, with with royal weddings, and it's magical, and it's nice, and there's princes and princesses, and crowns, and flat cars, and opulence, etc. And we enjoy being our own little part of that. And then the very next day after that wedding, they shot Obama, uh, shot Osama bin Laden. You know, and I thought, oh, oh ugh. Yeah. you know, yeah. and it just yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, you know what? There's a place in our society for monarchy, for royalty, for that sort of magic that they bring. Look, I, I think you're right, and, and I, I think I have to concede a flip-flop uh, for me on this hey! one. Yeah, yeah, um, but I take your point. I think sometimes we do need to live in, in the world of imagination and fantasy. Yeah. And, and you've got to say, I mean, I, I think we saw one of the most beautiful things that you would ever want to see on Earth. I mean, she looked beautiful. Yeah, she was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't anyone want to take her for a ride? I mean, did you see that Jaguar <laughs> It was gorgeous. I mean, it was an electric car, too. It was a 1968 EV Jaguar E-Type. Ask your boss, Phil Gray, what he thinks of that Jaguar. I'm just going to that was it. the most beautiful thing of the wedding I could ever, ever see. Uh, uh, we are a responsible broadcaster. If you want to make a complaint, here's the way you do it. And it was electric, Max. It was electric. Did you see that? Look, if you, if you flip the petrol cap on that E-Type, there's a plug underneath. <laughs> oh, I looked at that and I thought, oh, please, let me ride you for life, please. Oh, mate. Well, on that, I'm going to leave and play Burning Cars from Julia Deans. <laughs> Max, lovely to talk, mate. <laughs> Best ever. Good, good to talk. We'll talk to you next week. Well done. Thanks, Mark. Cheers, mate. Right. Bye-bye. For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.